everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. We live in London, England, and this is our story request. Matilda and her older brother, George, were walking home from school one day with their dog, Stanley, when they fell into a wormhole. They landed on a deserted island with only a tiger living there. Luckily for George, he'd had a lazy day at home. His class had been given the day off school, and so he just spent his time doing fun things while his sister Matilda had to go in for lessons. Because she'd missed out, George wanted to cheer her up, so he took their dog Stanley to meet her at the end of the school day. Hello, Stanley, squilled Matilda in the playground. She gave the dog's ears a rub. Stanley was very pleased to see her, too. Hello, Matilda. It's good to see you, he said. I suppose you've had a great day without me, she added, looking up at her brother. It was, confirmed George. I've eaten all the ice cream. You haven't, Matilda replied in shock. No, laughed George. Of course I haven't. That would be mean. I've saved you some for when we get back. They set off down the road, with Stanley leading the way, but they'd not gone far when Stanley stood completely still and began to sniff something on the ground. What is it, Stanley? asked Matilda, bending down for a closer look. Whatever it is, he seems fascinated by it, pointed out George. There's something weird going on here, said the dog. I can smell the sea. Stanley then took a sudden step backwards, gave a single bark, and then the whole sidewalk opened up into a swirling dark circle. Before any of them could react, the wormhole had sucked them all inside and then closed just as quickly as it had opened. It had all happened so quickly that nobody on the street had seen a thing. They all landed with a gentle thump on a warm, sandy beach. It was such a surprise after the London street they'd just been on that it was hard to believe their senses. Where are we? asked George as he brushed sand out of his hair. Matilda stood up and looked at the gentle waves and the clearer water and the tall palm trees that lined the street. I think we're on an island, she replied. But how and why? asked George out loud. I was having such a lovely day up until two minutes ago. Stanley was rushing around the beach, nose to the ground. He'd got the scent of something. What is it, Stanley? asked Matilda. Can you smell someone who might be able to help us? Here's hoping, said George. Not sure yet, said Stanley. It goes this way. They followed Stanley beneath the palm trees and amongst the island's plants, dodging along a twisted path. I hope whoever Stanley is smelling has a phone, said Matilda as they jogged along. They rounded a clump of bushes and stopped dead in their tracks, for there, blocking the way, was the largest tiger any of them had ever seen. It took one look at them and snarled, showing off its long, sharp teeth. Ah, 
screeched Matilda as she grabbed her brother's hand. Careful, Stanley, don't get too close, warned George. But Stanley didn't bark at the big cat. He simply sat down, his tail wagging. What's he doing? wondered Matilda, full of worry. For the next minute, the tiger and the dog grrrred and whined in a strange exchange of animal words before Stanley turned around with a smile. It's all right, she won't hurt us, he smiled. Can you talk to it? asked George in surprise. Not it, she's a girl. She lives here, explained Stanley. We're all on a tropical island. But why? demanded George again. Why us? It's got something to do with a magic crystal, Stanley explained before turning to talk with the tiger once more. She says she'll take us to see it. They set off through the trees, heading towards some higher ground. Matilda was both a little frightened and greatly excited to be walking alongside a tiger. They were never going to believe this back at school. The hill wasn't very high though, and on top was a rough stone wall with a narrow gap to pass through. It looked like it may have once had a roof, but it had long since rotted away. Upon the dirt floor was a simple stone slab with a groove cut into its center, and sat on the groove was a fist-sized white crystal. The tiger walked around behind it and sat down, as if proudly showing it off. You said it was a magic crystal, said George. What sort of magic does it do? Stanley posed the question to the tiger, who took her time to reply. She says the crystal is very powerful and gives anyone that can already use magic tremendous abilities. Long ago, two wizards wanted the power that the crystal promised. The crystal knew that both wizards would use it for their own selfish needs but the only thing it could do to protect itself was to prevent an unworthy person from getting close enough to touch it. If the wizards approached it, it would move just out of reach. This made both the wizards furious, but neither of them realised it was the crystal itself preventing them from picking it up. Instead, they blamed each other. What followed was a terrible battle that raged across the world as they chased the ever-moving crystal. Their greed made them blind to all the destruction that caused around them. They just wanted that crystal at any cost. But that's awful, said Matilda. So how did it end up here? asked George. Stanley continued. One day, the two wizards arrived on the shores of England and continued their battle all the way to London. Houses were demolished, farms were flattened, and people were scattered as the two wizards fought their way towards the city centre. For one little girl, the destruction was just too much. What could one little girl do that two wizards couldn't? asked Matilda. Ah, said Stanley, nodding his head. The crystal can only be used by people that already use magic. Well, that ability is a rare thing. And even though she'd never realised it before, this little girl had that ability. While the two wizards were occupied with trying to obliterate each other, she simply walked up to the crystal, picked it up, and made the wizards stop. But how? George asked. She stripped the two wizards of their magic abilities, so they could never use the magic again. Then she sent the crystal far away, so nobody could repeat what the two wizards had done, Stanley explained. Which was this island? said Matilda. Exactly, said Stanley. 
but there was a price for using the crystal's magic. The little girl was forced to accompany the crystal and was transformed into its guardian, a tiger, and she's lived here alone for hundreds of years ever since. Oh, you poor thing, said Matilda, reaching out and stroking the tiger's cheek. Any fear of the big cat had vanished. I still don't understand why we're here, said George. The tiger spoke to Stanley again before the dog translated. The crystal thinks that the world is safe from evil wizards, witches and warlocks now. But in order to undo the magic that brought it here, it needs someone else with the ability to use magic to send it back. And that's you, Matilda. Me? She said in shock. But I can't use magic. Have you ever tried? Asked George. Well, no, said Matilda. I don't suppose I have. Matilda felt anxious, but she knew she needed to show courage. So what do I need to do? The tiger spoke again and Stanley explained. Just touch the crystal and ask it to send the tiger, well, the little girl, home. With trembling fingers, Matilda reached out and touched the crystal's hard angled surface. She closed her eyes and made the request. When she opened her eyes again, they were no longer on the island. She was in her kitchen, beside George and Stanley and a smiling little girl in tattered clothing. Hello, said Matilda, smiling. Welcome home. The girl grinned broadly and threw her arms around Matilda in a huge hug. Oh, thank you, she said as she released Matilda. I'm Elizabeth. I've waited such a long time for this moment. She ran to the window and gazed out into the London street that was now so strange and unfamiliar. It's all so different, Elizabeth said as she looked out across the cars and houses. I wonder if I'll be able to experience all these new things. Well, I know where to start, said George, opening the freezer. I saved some of the ice cream. So Elizabeth's first experience of the 21st century was a tub of Ben and Jerry's, and she liked it a lot. And while they ate it amongst laughter at the table, Stanley lay at their feet, keeping one eye upon a certain white crystal beside him. The end.